0: Crawl space, crawl space, I can't crawl. i am been making your space. Crawl space crawl space, crawl space, crawl space. crawl space, crawl space, I'm Kim Crow. Crawl. Hey, it's Crawl space. I am Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live from outside of my closet. Hi, everyone. Hi, how are we? I don't know how this is sounding. I don't know if this is too low or if normally I'm yelling. Hi. Uh, so I started posting clips again to TikTok. And it's so funny because now I'm outside of the closet. But this guy that I don't know and I didn't reply to, I just saw. I, I also told myself that like for the 30 days I'm trying to get back on TikTok, I am not going to look at the comments because some people are mean. Um, But yeah, this guy commented on one of my my uh, old closet clips and was like, "That room is so small. You really need to be going to a different room, like something like that." He's like, "You need to find a bigger room. Like you can't even rest your legs." And I'm like, "If you knew crawl space, you would know it started out with me recording in a in like a closet." But I told myself I probably wouldn't read any of the. um... But then I kind of did it today too. So like, what I don't understand. I don't think I really did it today, but like when I see something on the internet that someone posts or does and I don't care for it, I usually just like. Go, I don't care for that. And if it's really bad, like if it's like bad, bad, then I evaluate whether or not I still want to follow a person. And then if I'm like, no, I don't want to follow this person, then I look at who the person is. If it's like someone that it's gonna cause more drama to unfollow, I mute. If it's someone that I don't know at all, I unfollow. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't usually engage. Like the amount of times that people will like DM our comment just like to me, and I'm not You know, I don't have that many followers. So like, I can't imagine on the, you know, if it gets on that big level, but people send you stuff. Like there was one TikTok where, uh, the trend was like being like, guess how old I am? Like, I don't look my age. And like, a lot of people don't think I look my age. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I've looked like this for, uh, some time now. So I, I either look like I was 40 when I was like 30, or I don't look 40 now. I have no idea though. This is just what I hear from other people. But this stranger commented on that that and was like, you definitely look 40, like you don't look young. <laughs> I was like, why, why? And I know those are trolls and you have to let it go, but, and I don't know if I did it or not today. So I have a dear friend who has, he posts a lot of stuff from other creators that are, like he shares a lot of stuff from like Instagram, TikTok creators about just how, like anti-feminist stuff. And, you know, like, and I know, like, he just kind of dates not great women, like from what I like see and what we talk about. I'm like, I don't think it's women as a whole or feminism as a whole. I think you just like unavailable people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I like, I've in my life had a group, a a, a period of time where I just like trash men. So like, you know what I mean? Like I, there is some accountability here, but so we normally I see his posts that I'm like, that he kind of like, and he's an old friend and a good friend, not like best friend, but he's an old good friend. Um, and normally when he posts things like that, I sort of just ignore it because I'm like, I'm not changing his mind and I'm mom's tired. I'm not going to like go out of my way to be like, hey, that's kind of misogynistic or whatever. You know what I mean? I just usually move on. But today he posted this thing from this girl. And she was like, she's like a white woman who's trying to teach men, um, how to open up about their trauma. Now on the surface, that sounds like it's, you know, on the surface, it's like, oh, that is good. Cause a lot of, you know, you know, our society doesn't allow men to show emotions without calling them things like pussies or bitches, you know, like we're like, you know, cause women are inferior apparently to our society. So on the surface, it sounds good, but she has this, she does this act out where she plays the dude and then she plays a girl. And the dude uh, walks up to her in a bar and asks her out. And she's like, ew all you want is my body. And the guy's like, actually, no, I'm not interested in you in that way. I'd like to get to know you. And then she's like, what? You don't think I'm pretty? I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it's like being like women are the problem. Like, make up your mind. Do you want to be objectified or you don't? And most women don't feel this way. Most women are not like, I don't want to be objectified. Oh, are you not objectifying me? Does that mean you don't want to be? Like, it's just such a Teutonic way of thinking. Like, it's just such a flat, boring way of thinking. And so I like, I was like, maybe this woman, I went to her page I have no idea why I wasted more than seven, you know, like seven seconds of my life on this, but I did. And so I went to her page and the very first one I clicked on was her um, lips talking a guy. And it said on there, like it was like when men say they're like her caption was like when men something about men not wanting to talk about their trauma. And then she, white woman, said the N word. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, and I like, so I felt the need to just be like, dude, this woman is uh, awful. And also, this opinion is not. So I didn't just move on like I normally do. This woman, I was like, I don't want to watch a single more of her videos because I don't want any of her videos to get any played. But like, what the fuck? But normally, I just move on. But today, and then he read it and he never responded. And I was like, oh man, I. I also am probably way overthinking it. Which I am learning more and more that that is what I do. And I am really working on it. Really, really working on it. Um, I don't even know why I went on that tangent. Oh, right. Because I was thinking about how I'm not recording in my closet anymore and how that person was like, you look really uncomfortable in there. You know what? To be fair to that guy, I was I was kind of uncomfortable in there. And I, that is why I moved it out of there because I was doing more recordings. And I was starting to spend hours in that closet. And plus, I got a new kitchen table. So there is a whole bunch of factors to it. So I went grocery shopping, I don't know, a few days ago. And I, so I, I've i been wearing my mask a lot of places i didn't i went to universal studios and i'll talk about that the other day and i did not wear a mask there but it was outside it was outside and i guess we'll find out but i mean like when i'm on a plane and when i'm like want to go to the grocery store or store anything because i know that the uh you know we're we're in a big surge and i would like to not um get uh i would like like i've said the last few weeks it'd be really rad if i could Make it through one surge without getting COVID. It would be so cool. I would feel like I like made it to the next level of some video game, right? So, um, I'm at the grocery store the other day, and I don't have any makeup on. Did I already tell you guys this? I can't remember. I have it written down, and I'm pretty positive I didn't. But I, uh, I, I don't have any makeup on. I have a hat on, and I have a mask on. So the chances of me being recognized are pretty slim to numb, But I also have a pretty distinct looking. Body that sounds interesting, like a weird thing to say, but like I'm you know, I'm pretty tall, like, and I, yeah, I don't know. Like, when I, when we in 2020, I went to one of the um, uh, BLM protests and I had the same kind of thing. I had a mask on, sunglasses, and a hat. And this comic that I was meeting, like, recognized me, and I was like, You could recognize me with like my whole head is covered up. And he was like, Yeah, you have a pretty distinct like aura not aura, but like presence. so he's like, of course I recognize you from far away. So this person probably recognized me in fact, I know he did because he was like kind of looking at me too. So in the middle of football season, I don't know if I told you guys this or not this other part um I had a one night stand. I've only had like uh like three of those in my life um where I never talk to the person again where I don't have their info you know like like only three really like two. And then one, I'm kind of friends with him on Facebook, maybe, maybe we're not friends on Facebook anymore, but we like tried to keep in touch. Do you know what I mean? Like, like two where I literally never talked to, and this is one of them. And I guess it, was, it happened like six months ago. So maybe I can't say never again. The first one was in Las Vegas and it was, a, uh, I was like 22 years old and it was like the like the head security at this club we were going to he was so handsome and he was such a gentleman but we got back to the, his apartment and i kind of freaked out cuz my my shoes smelled so it was sort of a weird a weird thing and then we we he was like the third person i'd ever had sex with it was like a weird one night stand. And I had done a little bit of Coke with another girl that I was friends with that went home with this dude's friend. And the guy, the guy I went home with was kind of freaked out that I had done Coke. I was 22, and we were in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Uh, but it was just, and and then I like, didn't know what to do about my stinky shoes. And I don't even know why, I don't even think they probably smelled bad. I, maybe they did. I don't know, but I'm pretty much in my head all the time. Right. So I like, It was just so weird, and then he dropped me off at the hotel I was staying at, and then he was like, can I get your phone number? And I was like, oh, that's all right, because I was just like mortified by the whole thing. And then... I ended up giving him my number and then he texts me and I text him once and then he never responded. And that was that. So that was like my first ever one night stand. Uh, very handsome, big gentleman until we got back to his apartment. And then I was weird. I don't know if he wasn't a gentleman, if I was just weird, who knows 20, this was almost 10 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Oh my God. Um. Oh my God. Uh, and then the other one with this dude that I, that I slept with a couple of months ago, like six months ago, and he, I, I, we went to the party. I think I told you I went to that party where I was grabbed and he was, like, the only person, one of, like, two dudes that, like, stood up for me and everybody else in the, the party kind of looked at me like I was the problem, that this guy groped me and I had a problem with it. And so I, therefore, was causing the drama, not the man who put his whole hand inside of my bathing suit and groped my butt and then looked at me like he was... Like, I cannot describe to you... I know I've talked about this a few times. Um, I cannot describe to you. I've never... I've never had anybody look at me like that before. It was really scary. Um, so I went home with the guy that, um, that stood up for me, which sounds so like, so I threw him a bone and banged him. Uh, but he also was very sweet and very nice and very handsome. And we'd been talking all night, like he's very, very, very handsome. In fact, when I saw him at Trader Joe's the other day, I was like, well done, Krolski. Uh, but I also, you know, when you're out and about and you just I mean, most of the time I'm out running errands, like grocery shopping or anything that's like errand related. I, I don't want a human. I don't want to see anyone I know. I don't want to talk. And I certainly don't want to have the first interaction with a guy that I slept with like six months ago and literally dipped out at like six in the morning. Um, he had this really cute dog, which was at Trader Joe's as well, where I was like, Oh my God, that dog. I love that dog. Can I date him because of that dog? No, no, you cannot date people because of their dogs. I once upon a time thought I could and well that actually is a cute story maybe I'll tell that I'll write that down maybe I'll tell that story because it is kind of a cute story um let's see uh Bo Jackson that's the name of the dog I wrote it down I'm learning that I need that my my brain will allow me to move on from something if I just write down the thought that pops in it's kind of time can it's not time consuming it's actually way less time consuming than before where I would be like on another tangent telling that story instead of the one I am currently going to finish telling you um but instead I would you know or I would be like oh I wonder why you know this war started and then my brain and then all of a sudden I'll be in my bedroom in a rabbit hole on my inner on the internet for 40 minutes totally forgetting what I was doing before so if you have ADHD this is like a and I understand the irony that I am now going on a tangent an ADHD tangent about ADHD, but I will go back to the other thing because I did take my Adderall today. Um, uh- an ADHD tip that's really helped me. So your brain, my brain will do a thing where it's like, I'm like telling crawlspace, Space. And I'm like, oh yeah, remember that guy I dated a long time ago while well, I'm telling this one story? So then my brain's like, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson. You have to tell me about Bo Jackson and it won't stop. But then once I write it down, I don't know what it is, but my brain's like, cool, I believe that we will go back to that. And sometimes I never do. And I don't know how that works because it's like I'm tricking my brain, but my brain is me. You know, it's a weird so anyway, I'm like, can I date that guy over his dog? Very cute dog. And, and so I'm there and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just start at the other end of the store. And then maybe, you know, like, cause he's starting at the place, he's at the place where I start. I start in like the produce section. So I'm like, I'll start in the other end of the store. I don't even know why I started there. I start there every time, but I do. Um, and, uh, so, and I think, I think everyone does cause in the lockdowns, like when, when the grocery stores were open and there were like lanes and they only let a certain amount of people in, uh, the, it started at the produce too. Anyway, so I'm starting over there and I see him and I'm like, fuck, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you guys are like this, but I don't want to see anybody out in public. and certainly not that, that guy. Um, I don't want to have the first encounter like, Hey there dude, what's up? Uh, so I see him and I'm like, all right, well I'll just like hang back and look at this produce longer than i normally would and then he'll move forward and it'll be gone problem is is he looked at the protein shakes or the 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 fucking what is it called um kombucha i don't know for like like the boosters too like that there's like a little section with all the like the drinks like the energy drinks for like 20 minutes. And I was like, and I need it. And it was right by the fruit and the eggs. And I was like, I guess I'll just go back there later. I just don't. And I know you're all probably like, why didn't you just say hi? I'm like, well, I had no makeup on. I had a mask on. I hadn't showered. And again, when I'm out erranding, I don't want to talk to humans. I just don't. Even humans, even if I see my favorite person in the world, I'm like, Hey, can we do this another time? I'm like in the mode. Right. And so I, I, I do all my shopping in and, and finally he leaves that. But then once he leaves that, then he's in the section I'm in and I'm like, fuck. So finally he leaves and I'm like, and then I'm done. And I go up to the, the, um, the counter and I look to my left and he's standing outside and he's looking at me and he kind of starts to walk back in and then he stops. He changes his mind. He looks at me again and I'm like seeing him from like, I first looked at him and then I looked down and then I saw him from the corner of my eye and then he left. I'm like, I'm like, And maybe he's not even coming back in to be like, hi there. Um, Because also, like, we have mutual friends. Like, if he wanted to keep in touch, he could have kept in touch. So we went back to his place that night and, like look, I have, uh, uh, executive dysfunction, decision-making executive function, decision-making problems. I think that's what it's called. And so sometimes my apartment is really, really messy or I'll start like 14 projects in a day. It just depends on, uh, and it's great. I'm actually really learning about my brain and why I've done a lot of the stuff I've done my entire life. Right. So I get like when people, and I've also had like debilitating, like crippling, like depression. So I get when people's homes are very messy. Like a lot of times it's like something that's kind of out of their hand and it's usually like a mental thing, right? This dude's place was so messy, was so messy. Like just, and he warned me and I like, and it's not that like I'm, it's not that I'm judging him, but I'm just like, Oh, I didn't leave my phone number or want to date him because I was just like, I've already, I'm like working past this in my life. I don't want to date someone that like is, is, still is also working past this. Does that make sense? Like I'm not judging him cause I too have been there, but I'm like, I don't really want to get on that ride. I know how it ends. I know what it's like. And I don't want to get on that ride. Um, so I left, uh, we got up in the morning. I, I uh, petted his dog for a very long time. I like really cuddled with that dog. Like he's on one side of the bed and I'm on the other side of the bed just snuggling this dog being like I love you <laughs> do you want to come home with me I loved that dog um and then I was just like hey I'm gonna go and he's like yeah leave me number or something and I was like okay and then I left and I never saw him again until the other day at Trader Joe's I thought that was kind of a funny awkward story oh and then I told the cashier who was just like what and I was like oh you're not my buddy who's gonna find this buddy here i was like oh i had a one night stand with a guy a couple weeks ago and he's walking around here with his dog and the guy was like oh oh okay and i was like i feel so awkward and i'm like and i kept just going and you know and like i don't know if anybody else says this but i'm like well now i need you to laugh at it or like or like relate to me or at least like Yeah, like be like, yeah, man, that sucks. I need you to react to it other than the like, all right, too much information, stranger. So then I like doubled down and kept talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I just left like early in the morning. Great dog, though. He just said, it's like he's standing at the pro. I basically just did what I'm doing right now, but to the cashier at Trader Joe's. And I'm like, you don't think he'd recognize me, right? Like I have the mask and the like hat on. So chances are he can't recognize me. And the guy was like, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, I have a pretty distinct like like presence. So maybe he didn't know me enough to know that presence. The guy was just like, okay. And I just kept going. And then finally it was over and I was like, all right, well, thanks for listening to all that. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, Oh, man. So I did. I went to Universal. It was fun. The last week and a half, I went to Universal and Disneyland, um, which is such a funny, random... I haven't been to Universal since I moved here. I think my best friend from high school came to visit, like my first year or two here, and we went to Universal. And I don't remember it like really rocking my world at all. Like, I don't remember it. Like, I don't, it was not like, I got to go back there. You know, like every time you go to Disneyland, you're like, Oh, it was the best day. I need to go back. And universal. I like was like, so my best friend from college, my best friend of like twenty five years, he's like my brother. His family, his kids call me Aunt Kim. Um, his wife is one of my favorite people. Like they're like they're literally my family. And uh, so they they're coming out here, and they were like, we're gonna go to Knott's Berry Farm, which is like a amusement park in Orange County. I think it's in Orange County or Universal. And Universal's like I probably could walk there in forty five minutes. Um, maybe that's a little aggressive, but I could walk there pretty quickly. And I also had never heard anything great about Knott's Berry. I've always heard it's just like kind of like sketchy and not not in the best of neighborhoods and not the best like it's like it's just like kind of sketchy. And they so I I chose Universal and they went to Knott's Berry the day before and they're like, we're coming back next month to go to go to Knott's Berry. It was that much fun. So I might try Knott's Berry. And they said it wasn't really... They, they said it was way more expensive than Universal and almost Disney. Like, parking there is $50. Disney, it's 35 It's just bananas. Dude, the world is like... It's just crazy how much everything's costing and how, like, wages aren't going up and how we're all just like, well, I guess I'll monetize my my hobbies. I guess I'll sell pictures of my feet. Can I donate my plasma? And no one is being like, this is really... Bad. Like, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's bad, but no one who can do anything about it really cares. Or a lot of the people can't do a lot about it are saying it's bad, but then they go and do nothing about it. The election. I'm not looking forward to this election year. Anyone else? Um, so we go to Universal, and it was so much fun. And so, okay, I'm doing Dry January, and I'm doing California Dry January. I am. I am. I am experimenting a little bit with CBD and THC, TCA THC um, just to see. And I don't know, man, I got to level with you. Part of me kind of thinks, am I going to be a marijuana person and not an alcohol person? Um, it's so funny. I think I told you last week with the whole Kratom thing, how I kind of had a freak out that like, why am I drinking? It debilitates my brain, but my body is like, we'll go for a ride. And, but like, like cannabis is like, Oh, my body feels a little, you know, high. I got to figure that out. And then, but my brain is like so sharp. And I'm like thinking about like, it's just opening a part of my brain that I haven't opened. And I don't know if ever. So, uh, we, we, we end up taking a little bit of a gummy, a little bit of a gummy and, um, my yeah and and not like and once again like we weren't like high as kites we weren't high as kites all day we were with kids so it is like if we had like a couple of beers do you know what I mean like I love it is funny how there's two different types of groups of people who like are like oh my god you were high on marijuana around your children as they do six shots of Jameson and then there's other people who are like oh my god you're drunk around your children as they you know take a bong rip um I think it's, you know, being a human is hard and it's not black and white, but, uh, so, but it's funny. So we, we, we are, we're there and we haven't had the edible yet. And I didn't even know that was on the agenda that day. I thought about bringing some, but then I brought some to Disneyland and then they almost got compensated. Uh, and so I just didn't know what the security situation at Universal was and I'm paranoid. So we, uh, there's the Jurassic park ride and my little niece is like, I want to ride that. And I was like, yeah, I'll ride that with you. But then we walk up and people are like, What? and it's like 50 degrees. It's like 50 degrees out. Like maybe, maybe a little, it's, it's 50 degrees. is kind of cold. And I know I understand, like I'm in Los Angeles, so 50 degrees is, is cold here. Right. And I know like that, like across the country, especially like people are dealing with like major snowstorms. Canada, you know, like uh, Canada too. Like it's, I understand. And I think I get so defensive when I get cold. Cause I grew up in a family that like, if you are cold, and no one else is like, you're a pussy. You know what I like? Everyone is like, Oh, you got going to wear a jacket. And it's like, yeah, who cares? I'm a little cold. We all, we all are different. And then I, and it's also, and I get really weirdly defensive about that. Also when I like don't wake up at like 7am, um, like in the family group chat a long time ago, I wrote something about like mid morning and it was clear that I had just woken up and someone was like, why are you going to sleep the day away? And that's what they all, they're like, yeah, you you're sleeping all day. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I bartended and I'm a comedian so I went to bed at like 3 a.m. you all probably went to bed at like 9 so of course I slept longer than you it's just such so I'm working on my triggers and why I get weirdly defensive about things and the the uh, being cold and, and sleeping past a certain hour is one of them and I think it's just because I grew up in an environment that it's like oh you need a jacket yeah I need a jacket who gives a shit like you know what like so insane I'm unraveling so much right now um, I'm doing a lot of work internally more so like not more so, but I'm going to say a different level of work than I had have in the past. And it is, uh, really scary and really hard and I'm really uncomfortable, but I'm learning a lot and I'm, I'm keep, I keep keeping on, I don't know. Uh, so we, we get to the Jurassic park ride and everyone's like, people are walking in with ponchos and I look at my niece and I was like, sorry, kid, I I don't ride the wet rides. I don't, especially when it's this cold outside. I'm not, I'm so sorry. And, um, like, and I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't like the wet rides. I don't like, it's like these rides are insane. You get on them. And then it's like, someone just dumps a bucket of water on you. Like it's fun, I guess. But then your bucket of water is dumped on you. You're soaked from head to toe. And I think like in my early twenties, I went to Six Flags, like someone was visiting me again. And we went to Six Flags in LA or in San Clarita or wherever the fuck it is. And I think it was like pretty chilly and I had jeans on and then we rode a water ride and I was soaked and I would remember just being miserable all day, like hating everything all day. And so I think, I think that's why, I have this, like, I won't do it. Like, after that day, like, I just jeans, like, and if it's like 105 degrees outside, those lines are like two hours. So, like, that's the only time I would do it is if it's like 105 degrees outside and you'll dry in seconds. But it was not 105 degrees, it was cold. And I was like, sorry, kid. People are wearing ponchos into that thing. I'm not riding it. And so, thankfully, her mom was like, yeah, my buddy's wife um, was like, yeah. I'll ride with her. And I'm like, all right. So my buddy and I go to the little Dido park with the other kid while she plays on you know, the playground. And then my niece and my buddy's wife ride the Jurassic park ride. And little do I know that, uh, she had taken a little bit of a gummy beforehand. So she gets off the ride and she was like, like her eyes, I've never seen anybody so lit up. I don't, I mean, maybe I have, but not lit up, but like lit up, excited, like the joy in her eyes. She was like, that was the best ride I have ever ridden. And I was like, really? And they were bone dry too, by the way, bone dry. I was like, how are you not wet? Why were people wearing ponchos? And they're like, well, we sat in the back. And they said that was the place that we would get less wet, and I was like, interesting. And it's funny because sometimes when you want to ride somewhere like on a a certain area of the ride, uh, some of the clerks—I don't know—the ride operators, that probably make—that's the right word—they get they get kind of they get kind of bitchy about it but when you're with like a kid and you're like I don't want to get super wet because I'm with a kid it has nothing to do with me the kid will freak out they're definitely more accommodating they're a little bitchy still but they're not as like annoyed right so like my friend and her daughter are are bone dry and I'm like and I also I'm like why are you so excited and I'm not putting two and two together I'm like I'm like wow it must have been a really great ride so I was like all right to my niece I'll ride it with you again later like the line's been pretty low but let's go ride something else so your sister can ride so we go to um nintendo land man and i recommend that like i recommend that especially if you're 90s kids like they they did such a good job the only thing that was kind of weird is all the gift shops had like one princess peach thing in it all it was just like all the boy stuff and like one princess and like both my nieces wanted princess peach stuff and we couldn't find we found like a t-shirt it was in a mug it was super weird uh do better universal um but it was so fun and we rode like a video game ride. we did all kinds of fun things And then I see my buddy starting to get kind of excited. And I was like, and and, and I was having a good time. So my friend, my my buddy's wife goes, uh, are you on our same level too? And I was like, what? No. And then I was like, yes, I would like to do that. And it's funny because years ago, the last time I visited them, which is way too long ago, I've not been to their town in Colorado in way too long. And I had already promised them that this trip, I was like, it's my turn next. Right. Except for the Knott's Berry Farm thing. But, uh, the last time, so they like, they don't drink anymore. They, they do edibles, you know, whatever that's the, and, and my buddy was like, it's just so much better for you. He's like, I just, it's just like, your life is just like, alcohol is so bad for you. Right. And like the more he goes, the mornings are better. Like I just don't. And like, it just, whatever. And so I, uh, yeah, the last time I was there, I had just started dating Jimmy the dragon and I didn't know he was Jimmy the dragon yet. We had literally met like the day before I moved, I went back to Colorado for Christmas, Jimmy the dragon. I know some people really love this guy's stories. Um, I think I saw him the other day on the street. Uh, I think I did, but I didn't notice until he started running away. So I'm like, well, if he did see me, I think he would run away. Um, I, but I'm like, I don't know. I can't remember. I I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would, it would take a minute to register. So when I did see him, it took a minute to be like, is that Jimmy the dragon? Anyway. So this is like, I had just met him the last time I was in Colorado visiting my, my chosen family. Right. Um, I had just met him. So we didn't, I didn't know anything about him. All I knew was he was super handsome, super nice. And we spent like 24 hours together. There was a couple weird codependent things that I, I had overlooked. Uh, like he called me nonstop while I was in Colorado, nonstop. My uncle was like, uh, it's a little weird. You can't, Go twenty minutes without that guy calling you, and I was like, "We just like each other." No, it's weird. That's a weird thing. Now I know that's not a healthy thing. Um, but so, my 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 family and I are sitting on uh, my chosen family. That's what I'll, I'll just call my family. I'm using. I'm not using their names purposely. Um, but my chosen family and I are sitting on their couch, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're gonna do our little gummies." And I was like, "Oh, I haven't done one of those in so long." And they're like, "Yeah, I have one now." I would have taken like I did at Universal, half and seen what happened and then taken the other half. Uh, then I didn't know what I know now, and I took the whole thing. And when I tell you, I freaked out. One, I could not stop laughing. Like I could like it wasn't even fun. I was laughing so hard. Like I was like outside of my body being like, calm down. <laughs> like it wasn't even fun not being able to stop laughing, you know what? like, because I was also way in my head. And then and then Jimmy called. And I like looked at my phone and I looked at them and I was like, I can't answer this. And one of them answered it. And I was just like, just tell him I'm not here. And they were, he was like, I can hear her. And I'm like, just tell him I'm not here. I'm like, I literally, and I'm like, don't tell him. Cause at the time I didn't know Jimmy did a bunch of drugs. So I didn't want him to know I, I did a little marijuana cause it was so bad. It wasn't. But in my head, he like, maybe he won't like me if he thinks I'm doing marijuana, which is so I'm, I'm very different. If you guys met me back then, I'm a very different person now. And so, by the way, at this time I had an eye patch. No, I didn't have the eye patch yet. I had, I had just gotten done with the eye patch and I had a broken arm and a little bit of a cold sore because I was, um, uh, it was right after I had my first memory of my father molesting me. So I was kind of going through it emotionally. Right. And so, uh, your body, your body, that's and then I had the eye patch again a few days later because I had an ulcer on my eye. It was a nightmare. Um, and I had, I remembered this, this morning I was sitting after a sidebar. I was sitting, it was two months after i had had my first like real memory of my dad molesting me and I was sitting at the kitchen table with my aunt who has now passed away and we we're sitting there and I my eye is in so much pain but I just got some pain mil- pills from the hospital and um you know, I have this cold sore, which I only get when I'm really stressed out. Gross. I know I'm trying to be more open about that because like 90% of the population gets them or they're dormant in their systems, whatever. And I have, and everyone I know has this like weird deep shame about them. So I too have that shame and I had one. Uh, and so I had a broken arm. I had my, eye was like, and then I had this cold sore and my aunt and I are sitting there and we're sipping on um, some whiskey and she's in a lot of pain because she had a lot of chronic um, illnesses and, and she was just like, something is going on. And I, and I just remember I couldn't look up cause my eye hurt so bad. And she was just like, I just, I, I, I don't think your body would be reacting to everything like you, like you're clearly going through something like look at you right now, <laughs> you know? And she was like, can you tell me what it is? And, and she passed away like six months later and I couldn't tell her. I could, and this woman was like a mother, a mother to me. And I just couldn't tell her. Um, and, you know, she knew I'd stop talking to my dad. She was best friends with my dad. Uh, but I just couldn't. And I, I had that, that, you know, when I was journaling this morning. And more will be revealed on how my guilt around that and how I wish I would have told her. But, like, what would I have said? And, you know, a lot of the times when I have told my family not a lot, half, half the time when I've told my family what happened to me, they, uh, outrightly tell me they don't believe me. The other half, they've been very lovely and supportive and saying things like, I wish you didn't feel like, I wish, I wish you didn't have to carry that on your own. Or, you know, they've said they've, they haven't been total monsters about it, but half of them have been. And so I couldn't tell her, but so I I'd, you know, I didn't want Jimmy to know about any of this, right? So I'm you know, I'm high on their couch and they're talking to him on the phone and he's like, I can hear her. I'm like, don't tell him I'm high. He's like, I can hear you. He's like, does she do this often? And, and at the time, once again, I thought this guy had his shit together. I thought he would be like, what? You're doing marijuana? Uh, but little did I know that he was probably coked out of his mind somewhere in someone's bathroom, like talking about how he was a genius drinking out of the same Starbucks cup for the last five days because he couldn't afford to buy glasses. Or maybe he could, I don't really know. He was an enigma, anyway. So, um, not really an enigma, but you know. Uh, so, and then and then I re- and then I was like, all right. So I tried to talk to him. I don't even remember what that conversation looked like. But then I was like, I gotta go to bed. So I went down in their spare bedroom, and they have this beautiful home in Colorado, and they have this beautiful spare room. And I laid there in the dark with my eyes wide open, like going to get murdered tonight. So that is the last time that my, my, my my, uh, chosen family from universal had seen me high. So I was like, I would like some, and my buddy was like, are you sure? Cause also in college, I was kind of a dick when I was high. Now I think I have my demons a little bit more under control. So cannabis doesn't like fuck with my brain as much as it used to. Now I like, I'm more in control of my brain than I was even five years ago. Right. And so I was like, yeah. So I take a little bit and I, and I, he's like, give it 20 minutes. So we ride a ride and nothing's going on. So we take the other half. And then you guys, when I tell you, we went back to that Jurassic park ride and my niece got to ride it five more times and we, and I wrote it four. so she wrote, wrote it four more times. So she got to write it five times. The line was like, there was like five minutes. And by the way, we didn't get wet at all. And they were kind of mean about it being like, we were just going to wait for the back. And the guy was like, ah. I'm like, it's 50 degrees outside. Some of these people have ponchos, which by the way after riding the ride four times, the panchas were a little dramatic. Even the front row barely got wet. Like it was kind of, it's kind of a dramatic reaction, but I guess it was cold outside. Whatever. Who am I to judge? I sound like my family being like, you're going to wear a jacket. Anyway, I feel so, uh, we ride this ride four more times. I ride it four more times. And then my buddy and his wife alternate. And when I tell you the three of us were just like my buddy's wife at the very beginning, like this was the best ride I've ever ridden. Like we're like riding it and we're like, it has everything. There's a storyline. There's some jump scares. There's like some calmness. It's kind of pretty, like it's cool. And then it's scary. Like we, there's some dark parts, some light parts. Like we were like, and I know it was the edible. We were in, we were like, this is, and my niece is having the time of her life because we're like, mostly, most of the time adults are like, we're not going to ride that ride 15 times with you. But we we're like, yeah, we'll ride it again. Okay, we'll ride it again. Um, it was, I, uh, now I look back on it and how funny it was. And then, you know, it was, it was just such a good day. Like, I know I say this every week, but I just didn't grow up. I just, I never thought that I would have people in my life like this that like aunt Kim, you know, um, those little girls, one of the, the younger one, um, I guess, uh, yeah, the younger one, uh, is, it was so funny. Uh, she's, she's younger. So, you know, in COVID the older one would be in school and the mom would have to help her with school. So the younger one was kind of left to her own devices. And now they're like, yeah, she kind of just is like, she like plays with herself and she just has a fun time by herself. And the amount, the number of emotions, it's so funny. I'm like, I like, and very independent and not still like, she's like five. So she's not like the older one has grown up with me since, you know, I, I was around a lot. And so, uh, she knows me well the the younger one is kind of like who is this again I mean she gets me presents but who is this um I just never in my life thought that I would have this and I guess that's my I'm one lucky broad I'm one lucky broad um so the beginning of the story that I have chosen family that is why I'm one lucky broad this week um I also am going to start recycling old poop scoops that y'all sent in to me because I know I have some new listeners. So I'm and I'm I'm going to maybe put them on TikTok. Don't worry. I'm not using your names. Even I think even if you say I can use your name, um, well, maybe I don't I haven't decided but for now I won't use your name. But uh, so I know I have a lot of new listeners. So I want to recycle some of my old poop scoops that y'all sent in because they're very funny. And if you have a memory like I do, maybe you already heard him, but you forgot and you want to hear him again. Uh, so I already picked it out. Okay. So I'll tell, I'll read the next poop scoop and then I'll tell the story of the other, the, um, the time when I was younger and I tried to date a guy because I loved his dog. It's actually a really cute story. Um, remember I wrote it down and in the beginning. I was like, I will remember to tell you this. All right. So this is from a listener who is, uh, said some really nice things in the beginning. It was really nice. It said, I'm a huge fan of your podcast and you, um, you are hilarious and a genius. Um, oh. No, oh, this was, so this is before he passed away. They called me a genius. So that's exciting. Uh, before Henry passed away, he said, I also enjoy your Instagram and the pictures of Henry. I'm glad all ended up well for him. Well, it didn't, but, uh, you know, this was, oh man. Oh no. He, he passed like six months later. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring it down. Um, but I do love, I love, I mean, Henry, I read a thing the other day that was just so beautiful. Um, it said that the grief we carry for the ones we've lost. Is all the love that we still would have had for them and uh, and and the grief is also like a reminder of how much we loved them and that we got to love someone that much so my booty um and lucy and i lucy slept on me the other day you guys i don't you guys know it's a it's a constant uh battle between Uh, not battle, but it's like a, you know, I'm I'm trying to get her more and more and it's baby steps and it's taking so much patience. And so the other day I got up at like 5am to pee. That's another thing I forgot when you just like cut out drinking. Uh, you really only need like six hours of sleep. Like my body is like wide awake at five in the morning. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm wide awake and I feel great. And I'm toying with, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of being California sober. I'm toying with it. No one, um, I do like a wine every now and then. I do like having a glass of wine from here from from there to here. Now and then, that's what it is. Uh so I like woke up at five in the morning and I went to the bathroom and I was gonna go back to bed for like two hours, right? So I, I come back into bed and I lay on my side and Lucy comes up and and I pet her a little bit and then I start to fall asleep and then I feel her climb up on my side. And she's really tiny, climb up on my side and just get really comfortable on my rib cage. Like my, like, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a booty. So on my like hip and my rib cage, she just like laid there for it. And I just like froze. I was like, don't move. Is she sleeping? Does she do this while I'm asleep? How I like one time I woke up with her and she was cuddling with me. And then as soon as I woke up, she ran away and I'm like, Oh my God, do you do this while I sleep? It was glorious. And so for 10 minutes she laid on me and then ran away, but we're getting there. Anyway, so here's your poop scoop. This was sent in by a listener that has been a listener for a long time. I hope you're still listening. If you recognize it, say hi. Hi. Uh, All right. It says, I have two stories for you. The first one is mine. The other one happened at a bar I worked at. Oh, I can't remember this one. On my birthday many years ago, my girlfriend took me golfing. And after having a few drinks on the course while I was playing, I felt I had a fart. and I, I had to fart. And I felt I had to fart. And while I was... Away from the cart, I decided to let it go. And that's when I realized it was more than a fart. So luckily I managed to stop from completely filling my undies, but now enough, but not enough to not leave that squishy feeling after. Sorry if this is too t- TMI. I love that. I love that after everything you all know about me. Sorry, this is TMI. Obviously it's not G- TMI. Um, uh, I almost had a segment on Crawl Space when I first started Uh. uh too much Kim formation, TMK. And maybe I still will too much Kim formation. I don't remember who gave me that idea, but it was funny. So I finished the round and went home. I love that you finished the round. You're like, I'm not going to waste a day of golf. I'll just, (laughs) I got a little bit of poop in my pants. It's fine. (laughs) And went home and took a nap because I had to work that night. So I got up, showered, went to work and came home that night and was talking to my girlfriend. She said, I think you sat in something in the golf cart because there's a stain on your shorts. I told her, I'm pretty sure I sharted while playing and that that's what the stain was from. Then she got, then she started gagging and yelling because she apparently touched it and smelled it to try and figure out what the smell was from. I mean, that's sort of on your girlfriend, right? Like if there is a Brown stain on someone's butt area of their pants, I'm no doctor, but like it's probably poop, right? Right? All right. And the second one was from a bar that I was managing. And the dude was sitting at the bar and had been there a while. This is a bar at a restaurant, not like a real bar. And a cu- and after a couple of hours of uh, of this dude drinking, there was an attract a rather attractive I can't read sometimes. Sorry. And after a couple of hours of this dude drinking there, a rather attractive girl comes and sits a couple of seats down from him and orders a drink. Then they start talking for a bit, and the guy excuses himself and goes to the bathroom and comes back several minutes later and sits back down and continues talking to the girl for about 10 minutes. And then she leaves, and he leaves shortly thereafter. Then I go to the bathroom, and in one of the stalls, it was a shitty underwear was a pair of shitty underwear a huge wad of toilet paper and a gigantic mess in the toilet they were the only people in the building at the time since it was close to closing so that dude shit himself at the bar then ditched his drawers in the bathroom and cleaned himself up that's in quotes cleaned himself up and then proceeded to sit back down and try to hook up with some chick I never saw that guy there again Oh my God. It says, that's it for now. Uh, Maybe I'll think of another story. Please do. That's amazing. Also dudes are so gross. Like I'm not all like, no, sometimes people are just gross. Cause like my buddy, Roger, remember the live Roger did the live poop scoop like six months, eight months ago. And he was like, I sharted and then I went home. He wasn't like, Well, I cleaned myself off and then I tried to fuck that girl. Like that poor girl. What if he did go home with her? And it's like, well, I got poop in my pants. Anyway, thank you for sending this to me. I know you sent it a while ago and I've already read it, but I loved reading it again. Uh if you wanna if you have poop scoop stories, please send them to me. I have no more. And I'm really working on my my gut and IBS issues. So I'm hoping not to poop my pants this year. So I don't know if I'll be able to provide any more. Chances are I will. So I do end up doing a lot of embarrassing poop stuff. Uh, Poo-poo comedian. Um email it at kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. I won't use your name if you don't want me to. I will use your name if you want me to. Whatever you want. All right. So years ago. I don't. This is kind of a cute story. Um, yeah, it's kind of and it was so years ago, I lived when I lived in Westwood, which is like the little town next to U, UCLA in Los Angeles. It was my first apartment in Los Angeles. I lived in a little like studio, and I worked at that phone room. I think I told you guys about. And there was a guy that worked at the phone room. Um, his name was Ben. I'm gonna use his name because I don't I don't know where Ben is. I haven't seen Ben in uh, close to 20 years, probably. Um, Jesus, that's the second time this episode I've been like, man. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, Ben lived pretty close to my studio in a, a house full of dudes and, uh, Ben and I became friends. He became an ex later, but that's a story for another day. Um, and I sort of blew through those dudes. Not literally. I don't think I blew any of the dudes except for the guy I'm about to talk to talk about. So I, uh, you know, I, you know, I go over to Ben's house and he's got this really, and the the guy I'm about to talk about, his name is Sean. So I go over to his house. Sean doesn't live there yet. Sean doesn't live there. And there's a guy named Brendan. I don't think any of these people, I I don't know where any of these people are now. So I'm cool using their names. Plus I'm not using last names anyway. So I just want you to know there's a method to my madness when I use names and don't use names. Like, in fact, I like rewound the universal story and took out my buddy and his wife's names just because I was like, I don't know. They're like, they live in like, you know, middle America. Maybe they don't want whatever. Anyway. Um, so, and it's legal, it's legal in Colorado too. Anyway. So, and it's the first place it was legal. doesn't matter. So Brendan is the first guy I meet in this house and Brendan and I hit it off and you know, we start to kind of date gun to head. I don't remember. I think we might've kissed maybe one date. I don't remember it being really that big of a deal. Um, but then Sean moved in, right? So Sean moves into this house of dudes and, um, they have a party one night and Sean and I like immediately hit it off. Like Sean will go in into my, like, in my, like, what is it called? My filing cabinet in my head as, and in fact, if I rewrite, if I add some chapters to my book, which is kind of the plan, I might write this chapter in here cause it's kind of a lovely story. It's cute. It's, it's like, you wish it would have ended a little bit differently, but whatever it's, it is what it is. Um, but, and I'm not like pining, um, But like Sean and I like kind of hit it off like immediately. Right. And I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not like that into Brendan. I don't think he's that into me. Like I don't again, gun to head. I don't even remember that dude and I kissed like that's how beginning of that whole thing was. Right. So Sean and I are taught they have a party one night and Sean and I are like are you know where we keep finding our each other next to each other and we really hit it off and he's really funny and I really you know I'm like I, I should have waited I should have stuck it out I picked the wrong roommate I like this guy a lot right and he had a black lab named Bo Jackson and I loved Bo Jackson loved Bo Jackson, um, so much. Uh, and I, and it's not why I like, but like Sean was pretty convinced later on that that is the only reason why I liked him was because of Bo Jackson. And you know what? Fair. Cause I, I loved that dog. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I, so Sean and I, I walked by his room at one point and there's some drinking, but like, not like, you know, I walked by his room at one point and he's standing in his room, and I go in there to talk to him, and he's like, man, I, I really like you, and I was like, yeah, same, and he's like, I wish you hadn't had something with Brendan, because I would have, and I was like, yeah, same, so then he kisses me, and it's like, boo, 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 those are fireworks, um, that's not fire, I don't know, about, uh, but he kisses me, right, and, uh, and then I'm like, ah, what are we gonna do, and he's like, you know what, Brendan and I are really good friends, and you two aren't like he wasn't my boyfriend again. I don't even think I'd kissed the dude yet, right? I think it was just like, oh, he likes me, and he'll do. Um, or and I'm just and honestly, like in hindsight, I think he was just like, she's pretty. Like he didn't even really know me, you know what I mean? And so, Sean was like, I'll go talk to him, and I'm like, all right. Well, what are you gonna say? He's like, I'm just gonna say that you and I feel this spark, and it's like really like like it's mutual. Like we feel this spark, and I'm just gonna tell you know whatever. And he's like, I'll work it out. I'm like, great. So he leaves, and he leaves for. A while, like a really long time, like uh, yeah, just a long time. And I'm sitting in there, and I'm I'm not, you know, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna leave this bedroom. I mean, like, I'm probably in there for thirty minutes. That's not that long of a time, but when you're like a twenty-two year old girl sitting in a boy's room at a party, and you're a little drunk, you're like, I'm leaving. And you have ADHD, but you don't know it yet. So I'm like, I'm leaving. I walk out of the bedroom, and Brendan comes rolling out of his his bedroom, which is next to Sean's, he's not in a wheelchair. Every time I tell that story, it sounds like he's like, in a he's like sitting on his computer chair. And for some reason he couldn't be bothered to get up and run after me, but he runs out. He like rolls after me down the hallway, calling me a bunch of names. So I run into the bathroom, I slam the door and he's yelling, he's yelling. And then Sean comes in and is like, dude, I've been trying to talk to you. And so then he like, they, they kind of have it out. He's like, whatever. She's a bitch anyway. Like he says something, you know, and he, and which, you know, on it, like I, don't think, I don't think I have any wrongdoing in this story. I obviously was an asshole in this story. Um, but I was 22, whatever. Right. Also, again, it's not like we had some epic love. So Brendan calms down, goes in his room, shuts the door. Sean gets me. We go in his, his bedroom and we, we kind of make out, we fool around all night. We don't sleep together, but we kind of fool around. It's kind of, it's, it's Bo Jackson's in the room, which is, I loved that dog so much. Um, It it is it's nothing serious, but we wake up the next morning and we realize like, oh, we didn't do this the correct way. Like we're gonna part ways. Like this is done. I definitely blew it with Brendan, so I'll just go back to being friends with Ben. I don't know if we're keeping track. Ben is the guy I worked with. So cut to like six months later, Ben and I start dating. Because Ben and I got really close and he wrote a lot of poems and took me to a baseball game. I don't know. We start dating, right? And it's and I'm and again, and I also, I, I wasn't serious about Ben. I he was in my first amends when I started 12 step. I never wrote, I never get it. Like sometimes in amends you're like, will it do more damage to them or to me? Then don't do it. Just make a living amends. I didn't want, I, I hear he's like married with kids, but I wasn't super kind to that guy. I didn't really like it. I didn't like him. I didn't have feelings for him. And so I just sort of was like, I guess we're dating. Cause I don't want to not have my friend, but we never, I think we kissed like three times. It was, I wasn't great to him, but one night he's about to, li- I'm so sick. Right. I'm like, I'm like, Like I can't, I don't even know why they wanted me in their house. I was so sick. And, but I, I was going to take Ben to the airport. It was around, it was near Christmas. I was going to take him to the airport the next morning, like super early. And Sean and Ben are the only two in the house that are home, right? That are not, haven't left already for Christmas. So it's just the three of us in this house. And the only way I was in that part of the sickness where the only way you could sleep is by sitting up by every, every time you lay down, you just like couldn't stop coughing. So we're watching a movie, the three of us, which sounds like it would be awkward. And like later Ben was like, I don't know why you didn't feel weirder at our house. Like half of those guys you'd either kissed, had some sort of thing with. And I was like, I don't know, I was 22 and I grew up in like a weird and whatever, but I never felt really that uncomfortable. So it was just the three of us watching a movie. And, Ben leaves and Sean goes into the kitchen and I go to the bathroom. Then I come out of the bathroom and Sean's just in the kitchen. So I go in there and we, and we start talking about our new year's plans. And at this point we're like pals, you know what I mean? Like at this point we're friends, we talk and we start talking about, but we still have that like spark and, he, he's like, what are you doing for New Year's? And I was like, I don't know. I'll be back in LA. And he's like, I have a, I have a bunch of sweets and in Vegas, why don't you come to Vegas? And I was like, Oh my God, I would love to be in Vegas. He's like, yeah, and then we can spend New Year's together. And I was like, yeah. And then we both paused at the same time. And you could tell it hit both of us that like, you're dating my friend, my other friend, we can't do that again. And I, and I was just like, Oh, he's like, yeah, probably not. And I'm like, no, I'm like, we'll have a happy new year. And then we hug and we have this like really nice hug, you know? And little did I know, Ben was in the hallway listening to the whole thing. We broke up, by the way, right when he came back from Christmas. There was a whole, I might as well tell you the Christmas. So we got each other. Uh, he, what did that guy get me for Christmas? Oh got yeah, I used to draw a lot, right? So he got me a really nice drawing set. Um, but I, so I got him and I, I wrapped it. Uh, I used to draw and he really liked this drawing I made. And so I got it framed. And, and then I got him like a remote control helicopter which I was told was really cool, but Ben was really short. That's important for the story. He was like constantly freaked out that I thought he was a child. He always, whatever, right? And so... Uh, we hadn't exchanged presents yet. Like before the whole Sean conversation, he had asked if we could exchange presents. And I was like, feels kind of weird to do that with Sean here. Let's do it in the morning before I take you to the airport. He's like, okay. So he's in the hallway listening to, to Ben and our Sean and I talk about how we should spend New years together and then realizing that, no, that's not a good idea. Why would we say that? And so I walk out and I see him like walk back to his bedroom and slam the door, Ben. And I'm like, Ugh and I can't lay down. Plus I don't even really, I'm not attracted to him. I don't want to sleep with him. I don't want to, but I also can't lay down without coughing. So I just go to the living room and just like sit. So I, and like try to like get comfortable there. And he's already slammed the door. I don't know. Honestly, in hindsight, this is what I probably, I would probably just go home now if I was me now, but, uh, certainly wouldn't want to go in there and try and be like, Hey, um, So I fall asleep on the couch and I wake up the next morning. We are supposed to leave for the airport at like 7am. I wake up the next morning at like 9am and I wake up and I think, Oh, maybe he just left and like, didn't want to wake me. Like maybe, you know, maybe he just didn't want to wake me. So I like walk into his bedroom and he's sound asleep. And I was like, Oh, Hey Ben, you missed your flight. And he, uh, he, he, gets up and he's very angry. He blames me. He's like, you don't even sleep with me last night. Like, I don't know, like yelling. And then he's like, here's your Christmas present. And he throws the, it's like a really, it was like really nice. I still have it. I think it was like a really nice, like pastel set with like this, like, uh, Uh, nice drawing paper. It was a good present, but it wasn't wrapped. And he threw it at me. He was like, I didn't wrap your present. And I was like, oh, and then I handed him mine. He opened up the drawing and he loved it. He was like, this is amazing. Still really mad at me, but he thought it was amazing. And then he opened up the remote control helicopter and he just started yelling at me. He threw it on the ground was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. you think I'm a fucking child? (laughs) I mean, it's funny now because it's, you know, it's been like 20 years. But then I was just like, I, you know, I, I had not had that many intimate relationships and every intimate relationship I had had with a man was like this where they yelled at me and it was hard and scary. And I, what, I didn't really want to be there, you know, like, and, uh, so I drove him to the airport and he's so angry. He almost gets out a few times like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and he's like, he's so mad about this remote control helicopter and he gets out and he's like, have a good Christmas. And he slams the door. So I drive back to his house and there was another roommate that wasn't there that night, but was there. I don't, I, he was, he was just there, but he wasn't there the night before. And I knocked on the door and he answers and I'm like, Hey, I forgot something in Ben's room. And he's like, go ahead and get it. So I go get it. I grabbed the remote control helicopter and I return it and got my money back. Cause I was like, fuck that guy. Right. It was expensive. And I, and I was like, I don't even really like this guy. So I returned it a few days later. He calls me, it's Christmas. He calls me, wishes me a Merry Christmas. And he goes, did anybody react to any presence the way I reacted to your present to me? And I was like, I don't think in the history of the fucking world, anybody has acted the way you did when you open that remote control helicopter. And by the way, I've asked around and a lot of dudes are like, that's rad. Especially a 23 year old boy, right? And I was like, I don't think anyone in the history of the world has ever reacted that way. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I think I was just upset about the night before. And he's like, when I get back, he's like, can we just play with a remote control helicopter? I'm so excited about it. And I was like, I returned it. He's like, what? he's like, why? And I was like, well, you threw it at me and yelled at me. And he's like, how did you even get in my house? And I was like, well, you know, your roommate let me in. And I just told him I forgot something. And he's like, you're so fucking crazy. And he hung up on me. We broke up like, I want to say a day and a half after we both got back from Christmas. And I don't think I, I saw that guy one time. I think we're still friends on Facebook. If he has a Facebook, I don't know. And I get like, I wasn't the kindest to him. I understand why, you know, so that guy, Uh, doesn't, no, I know I wasn't totally not at fault in that story, but back to Sean. So I don't see Sean again. You know, I think we become friends on Facebook at one point, but I don't see him until I'm going to say six years ago, whenever, Oh, right before, right after the Broncos won Super Bowl 50, right after the Broncos won. No, it was right before. It was right after the first Super Bowl where we were with Peyton Manning and we lost terribly to um, the fucking uh, Seahawks. That was a terrible day. Um, it was around that cause he, he was, he's like a sports caster or something with Payne Manning. I don't know. It was around that time. So like longer ago now, I guess like eight years ago, God, it was, we're so old. We're not, but time just keeps trucking on. Right. Uh, so, um, we, uh, what am I saying? I'm trying to, th- uh, um, I got distracted cause I was like, what should I name this episode? That's what my brain, my, I have a hundred voices at once. And I feel like my brain has started to like escape room, the Adderall. And I don't want to take more cause that's what you're supposed to do is like up the dose, but I don't want to take more anyway. So like we'll call it eight years ago. So fif- 15 years later, 10 years later, we'll say, 12 years later. I don't know. You understand over a decade later. There we go. Over a decade later, I'm on Tinder and I'm on Tinder and I'm swiping through and Sean comes up. And I remembered what a connection we had and like how I felt sparks when I was around him and how much I liked him. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I will swipe right And if he swipes right, then maybe he feels the same way. And if we go on a date, like just, and if he doesn't swipe right, that means he swiped left and I know my answer and he will never know if I swiped right or left, right? Like you're not really even rejected because he doesn't know if you swiped right or left. So I swipe right and we match. And then he messages me and he's like, oh my God, blast from the past, you know, whatever. He's like, we should, let's go out. And I'm like, yeah. So he lives in Playa del Rey, which is a beach Far away from me. It's considered technically Los Angeles, but it's like, I'm gonna say an hour without traffic. It's pretty far. Um, he lives there and I'm like, oh, I'm in Hollywood. And he's like, All right, well, I'll um I'll pick you up and we'll 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 go get drinks. So he picks me up in an Uber. So he Ubers from Playa del Rey to Hollywood, which is a hefty Uber. I that's near LAX. It's like an $80 Uber on like a normal day. So he picks me up and I come outside and he's like, and we haven't seen each other in over a decade and we hug and the sparks are still there. Right. And I, he was like, yeah, I told the Uber driver all about us. And I was like, what did you say? And his story was almost the same as mine. That like we had this spark, this connection like over 10 years ago, but like things kept getting in the way and like, and we talked about the night in the kitchen, how we both were like, we should spend New Year's together and uh, all that. And and like the Uber driver was like, oh my God, this might be the first date of like, you know, a big, beautiful relationship spoiler. It wasn't, but it was such a, so we, we go to this really nice restaurant in West Hollywood. We have these beautiful drinks. We laugh. We have such a good time. And he's like, my friends are having this bonfire party on the beach. Would you want to go? And I was like, oh yeah, well, how will I get back? And he's like, I'll get you an Uber. And I'm like, okay. So we go to this beach party, this bonfire. We have the best time with his friends. We're laughing. We're whatever. Oh, by the way, on the way to the restaurant, he brings up all right. He like, I'm like, what am I bringing up Bo Jackson? Like, no way this dog is still alive. And like, I don't want to bring up a sore spot, but I loved that dog. That dog is one of my favorite dogs I've ever met in my life. And I was like, how do I bring up Joe Bo Jackson? And, uh, and so I was like, so how's Bo? And he's like, Bo's great. And I'm like, Bo's alive? And he's like, Yeah, he's like old, but he's like stronger and happier than ever. Like, he's doing great. And I'm like, What? And so after the bonfire, he was like, Do you, my, I live near here. Do you want to come back to my house? And I was like, Yes, I do want to do that. So I go back to his house and I saw Bo Jackson and Bo Jackson. I feel like he remembered me. I don't know. Sean was like, I, he doesn't get this excited when he sees people. I think he might remember you. I don't know if dogs remember people, but I am going to tell myself that that dog remembered me. He's definitely not alive still unless he's the oldest dog ever. But, um, And then we... We had this wonderful, intimate night. We did sleep together. I feel like I can't. And we woke up the next morning and we did it again and it was wonderful. And then he got me an Uber home and we literally never talked again. I think we, we tried. We texted a few times after to see but it is very long distance and it's so weird. Like it's cause, cause it is like, and I was not, I wasn't like bummed, bummed. I mean, it was like, Oh, that would have been nice. I don't know if he's still single. I think we're still friends on Facebook. Maybe I should message him. No, I don't think so. Uh, but he, you know, he was, he, it, I love those stories. So can I, that's what I was thinking. Should that be the name of the episode? Can I date him because of his dog? <laughs> um, thanks for going on that old memory lane. I love those like, I love like like rom-com type love like stories like that where like yeah it isn't the rom-com ending because that usually doesn't happen like he's not going to like be outside of my Hollywood apartment holding a beep boom box um, say anything. I think that's is, but like, I love those, like, cause there is pockets of your life that have those little sweet stories. And I wish that guy. Well, that guy was a really good dude. He was smart. He was funny, very successful, um, very sweet. And we had a little spark and I, 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 I hurt two dudes along the way. I guess we hurt two dudes along the way, but, um, I know I still am friends with both. I think I'm friends with Brendan on Facebook too. He has like four kids and a very pretty wife. Everything works out. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's the episode. I didn't expect to tell that story of Bo Jackson and Sean today, but I'm glad he did. Uh, thank you everyone. As always. Thank you. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad we're starting to get back into it. You know, I feel, I feel like I'm starting to get rolling in the year. Anybody else? Like it's starting to feel like, okay, work starting to pick back up again. Uh, podcasts are going, I'm getting, you know, like I just starting to feel like it's not, um, it's not dead and weird. Uh, January, January man is a weird month. Um, but thank you all. Uh be nice to each other. Uh it's really hard right now. There's a lot of shit going on and I just see a lot of unkind things out there. I know we all do. So be I just burped. Why do I always burp at the end of this? I feel like my body's like, Are we done yet? I gotta belch. Um if you want to join my Patreon, we got a few new members. Welcome. Thanks for subscribing. I, I appreciate it so much. Uh, if you'd like to join it, patreon.com slash Kim Crawl. For those of you who already subscribed, thank you. Thank you. I would just appreciate it um, a lot. It's awesome. You get a couple of bonus episodes. Uh, Maggie and I will be back pro- by the time this airs. Um, we have already been back. We just ha- are uh, working with our schedules. Our schedules are a little bit more uh, set in stone right now so it is it we are but we will be back in january i promise so you get two bonus episodes you get early access to these episodes and uh a fun little mailer um so welcome to the new subscribers if you want to join us please do and uh thank you everyone um also email me your poop scoops if you're thinking like i've been meaning to send her one just do it uh kimcrawlsface at gmail.com all right everyone i love you be kind be safe bye Cross, 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 cross. I'm